Amen. Well, this is healing school. I'm so excited. Our first, our first healing school in a long while. But praise God. Um, does everyone have a Bible or an app with a Bible on it, or does anyone need a Bible? We have extra Bibles here that you can use if you want to. Um, does everyone have pen and paper that wants it? Does anybody need pen and paper? You need pen and paper? Thank you, Karen. Do you need pen and paper? No? Okay, perfect. You need some paper? All right, Karen's getting some. She'll bring some in for you. We want to make sure you're equipped. It's school after all. Yeah. <laughs> it's school after all. Praise God. So I want to start um, healing school with one of my favorite verses in the Bible. And it's 1 Corinthians 8, 2. Um, Karen will bring in the paper and the pens in a minute, but I'll just turn there and I'll read it for you. I know we can say it by heart. But I, know, I know what it says. <laughs> I know you know what it says. I remember when I didn't understand what it meant. <laughs> I know. Well, it's not like it's a good Amen. First Corinthians eight two. Um, it says, if, "And if any man thinks that he knoweth anything, he knoweth nothing yet, as he ought to know." So, if any man thinks he knows anything, he knows nothing yet, as he ought to know. And the reason I'm telling you this verse, 1 Corinthians 8, 2, is so that you can understand in healing school, and in any church service really, you're going to hear some things that you already know, that you've already heard. I've heard that before. I want something new, right? Like we get that. I understand that. But I'm telling you, according to the word of God, there's more to get out of what you think you know. You think you know something, and that's good. You do know something, or you wouldn't be here. You know enough to get here, amen. But, but there's more in the scriptures, and there's more revelation to be had. No matter how much you know, there's always more. It is literally going to take eternity for God to unfold all of his graces to us and for us to really get to know him. So no matter how much we think we know him now, in 10,000 years from now, we're going to know him better. Amen. And in 10,000 years from that, we're going to know him even better. Amen. And in a million years from now, we're not going to know him as much as we could know him. Yeah. Wow, that and that's, like it does sound like a long time. It's going to take eternity for him to unfold all of his graces to us. So if any man thinks he knows anything, he knows nothing yet as he ought to know. Amen? So that should help us open all of our hearts for receiving revelation from God. And if we value the scriptures and honor the word of God, and, and you are, and uh, we're going to see some things that maybe we haven't seen before. So today I'm going to talk about God's will to heal. And we really have to establish this because as some of the great preachers have said, Faith begins where the will of God is known. In other words, you can't have faith for something that you think God isn't providing for you. And so we have to establish that it is 100% God's will to heal 100% of the people 100% of the time. Mm -hmm. 
Because if it's not God's will to heal all the people for all time, you might disqualify yourself from receiving healing. If you think God heals some people sometime in special circumstances, then you might think that your circumstances aren't special enough to receive healing. And you'll go around thinking, well, that's the, the word of healing is great. And I know so-and-so got healed. And I've heard of miracles over here. But I just don't think it's God's will to heal me this time. And so we have to establish in the very beginning of healing school that it's 100% God's will to heal 100% of the people from 100% of the sicknesses, diseases, ailments, you know, infirmities, 100% of the time. There's never a time where it's not God's will to heal. And we're gonna establish that through the scriptures. Because I'm a word girl, and I believe that this, is, this Bible, the Holy Bible, is the actual word of the living God, okay? I do not compromise the scriptures. I didn't write the scriptures, and sometimes my mind wants to argue with the scriptures like everybody else's mind wants to argue and wrestle with scriptures. I refuse to wrestle with the word of God. It is the absolute truth. If it says it in the word of God, I don't care who says it otherwise. They're wrong. This is right. I don't care if I say otherwise. I don't care if you say otherwise. I don't care if my mom says otherwise. I don't care who says otherwise. The scriptures are the absolute truth of the word of God. And we have to understand that. If you know that and you understand where I'm coming from, I'm never going to compromise the scriptures. I'm only going to give you what's in the Bible. That means I can't agree with your sickness. I can't agree with your disease. I can't agree with your with the fact that you're not healed. I can't agree with that because that's not what the scriptures say. Amen. Amen. I can I can acknowledge it. I can say, yes, I see your suffering. Yes, I understand you're experiencing something, but we have to go back to what the word says. Amen. Amen. I'm not saying that doctors are wrong. We love doctors. I'm not saying don't go to a doctor if you need a doctor. If I needed to go to the doctor or the hospital, I would go and I would believe God all the way. Amen. I want to establish that with you. If I had to take medicine, I would believe God while I took medicine. Okay? There's nothing wrong with taking medicine. There's nothing wrong with seeing a doctor. You can get healed by your... If you go to a doctor, you are resisting the devil. Amen. Do you understand that? Because the enemy, the devil, wants you to be sick. He wants you to die. And if you go to a doctor, you're resisting that. You don't have to, I mean, praise God for healing, and we will see miracles, but I want to let you know that, you know, sometimes you might need a doctor to keep you alive long enough to receive your healing. That's true. And there's nothing wrong with that. Amen. And there's no guilt in there. There's no shame in there. There's Amen. no, if you feel any of that, I want to take that away right now. Amen. In fact, one of the things I used to say in healing school a lot, and I'm going to say it here a lot too, I'm not here to give you something you don't already have. I'm here to take everything from you that doesn't look like Jesus. Oh, that's good. If it doesn't look like Jesus, I'm taking it away from you. Okay. So if you are, if you understand this, your sickness is in danger for you being here. <laughs> your disease is in danger for you being here. Amen. Your addictions, your your bad things are in danger when you come. And that's why some people don't come, right? 
But uh, so we have to establish that it's God's will. And uh, we do that through the Word of God. We don't do it through popular opinion, and we don't do it through experience, okay? We cannot establish God's will on experience Amen. because not everybody experiences the will of God. Amen. I'll tell you, it says in the Bible that it's not God's will for any man to perish, but for all men to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Do we all agree on that? Yeah. And yet not all are saved. So if it's God's will for all people to be saved and not all are saved, then we can see uh, something in operation here that just because it's God's will doesn't mean it's going to fall on you automatically. Amen. Okay? Just because it's God's will for you to be saved doesn't mean you were born saved. You had to submit yourself to Jesus Christ. You had to receive Jesus in your heart and make him your personal Lord and Savior. And you know, Savior's the easy part. But Lord and Master over you, that's the part some people wrestle with. But we got to do it if we want to be saved. Amen? Amen. We've made him our Lord and Savior. He's in our heart. We're born again. Praise God. We're in the will of God. But there are people that are out of the will of God because they're not saved, right? Mm -hmm. If everything that was God's will was automatic, every person that ever walked the face of the earth would be saved. Mm -hmm. We wouldn't see the evils that we see today. We know there's a lot of things going on today that should never be going on. Mm -hmm. We know that. We see that. We know those things aren't God's will. So then we can understand that just because it is God's will doesn't mean it always happens. But once we establish God's will, that it's always his will to heal all of the people all of the time, including you, <laughs> amen, including you, it is his will for you to be healed. When we establish that through the word of God, it's going to help you receive God's will. Because when you knew it was God's will for you to be saved, you became saved. Amen. And many people just get healed knowing that it's God's will for them to be healed. So we're going we're gonna to tumble some um, religious cows, if you will. We're going to make hamburgers of them over the course of the next six months. We're going to take the traditions of man and absolutely destroy them. And we're going to do everything we do through the word of God and giving glory to God. Amen? Amen. So we are now students of the word, right? Praise Amen. God. Okay, so let's look at Hebrews Chapter 1, God's word is God's will revealed for all people for all time. So let's look at Hebrew chapter 1. Hebrews 1, and we're going to do 1 through 3. I think it's through 3. Most of the time I just read verse 1 because I'm a poet at heart and I love the language there. It says, God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in times past to the fathers by the prophets. In other words, once upon a time, long, long ago, God spoke to people who we are descended from, our fathers. And he spoke to them through the prophets. God raised up a prophet and spoke to our fathers. Verse 2, 
hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom we know as Jesus, whom God has appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds. Just in case you were wondering who God is speaking to you by, he's speaking to us in these last days by Jesus Christ. That doesn't mean prophets don't have a place. It just means that the final word from God has to come through Jesus Christ. Does it line up with the word, Jesus Christ? Does it line up with him? Does it line up with the finished work of Christ? If it doesn't, that prophet is wrong because Jesus is never wrong. Amen. Amen. That's an easy one, right? Jesus is never wrong. Jesus, who being the brightness of God's glory and the express image of God's person and upholding all things by the word of his power, when Jesus had himself, by himself, purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. So what we're seeing here in verse 3 is that Jesus Christ is the express image of God the Father. That means Jesus is an exact replica of God. He's an exact, he's, he's an exact copy. Whatever you see in Jesus, you can know that that is exactly the will of the Father. Whatever Jesus does, whatever you see him doing, whatever you hear him saying, it is 100% the will of the Father. He is the express image of his person. He's the brightness of his glory. He's the exact representation of the Father, God. And that's really good news for us because sometimes we, we get in this religious mentality where Jesus is the good guy and the Father is the angry bad guy up there doing mysterious things that we don't understand. Some people think that about the Father. You know, Jesus is the sunny day and the pretty clouds and the birds chirping and the Father is the storm. And that's not the truth. No. The truth is Jesus is the exact representation of the Father. Amen. So if Jesus is the brightness, bright sunny day, he loves you, he's never gonna harm you, all who come to Jesus are healed, then the Father is the same likewise. The Father is the bright sunny day, the love that everyone who comes to the Father gets healed. Right? If that's true about Jesus, then it's true about the Father. Amen. If Jesus loves tacos, the Father loves tacos. <laughs> right? If the Father loves chocolate cake, then Jesus loves chocolate cake. We have to think about these things. Like, let's just reason them out. Jesus is the exact representation of the Father. The express image of his person. Now, I have children, and some of my, some of my kids look like me. Some of my kids act like me. Pray for me. No. <laughs> but, and they're kind of my image. But they're not exactly my image. I can see some mannerisms in them. I can see, you know, they do some things that I would do. They say some things that I would say. They like some of the foods that I would like. They kind of look like me. I can't deny them. One of them I really can't deny. She looks exactly like me. But they're not the express image of me. If you know my kids, you don't necessarily know me. And if you know me, you don't necessarily know my kids, right? 
Like sometimes they make decisions that I would never make. Do you understand what I'm saying? But Jesus is the exact representation of the Father God. That's what it says in the scripture. There's no difference. If you've seen Jesus, you've seen the Father. In fact, in John chapter 12 and verse 45, Jesus says, And he that seeth me, seeth him that sent me. In other words, Jesus is saying, If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. If you've looked, if you've looked at me, you've looked at the Father. If you know me, you know the Father. Whatever I do, the Father does likewise. In fact, he actually says that in, ver in a couple more verses that we're going to see. John 14, 7, we'll go there. Jesus says, if you had known me, you should have known my Father also. And from henceforth, you know him and have seen him. That's John 14, 7. If you had known me, you should have known my Father also and from henceforth, you know him and have seen him. In other words, Jesus is saying, I am the exact representation of the Father. And that's what it says right here in the Word. So Jesus has said it, and he said it multiple times throughout the Word, and it's right here in Hebrews again. And this Word of God is the truth, right? Mm -hmm. So whatever we see Jesus doing, we can know that is exactly what the Father would do. Amen. Amen. Let's look at Hebrews chapter 13, because there's another important truth we have to look at from the Word of God to establish what God's will is concerning healing. Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 8. It says, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Praise God. Amen. That means if you've seen Jesus, you've seen the Father. And if you've seen Jesus once, you've seen him a hundred times. Amen. If you've seen him once, you've seen him a million times. Because you, he's never going to change. In other words, it's not going to be God's will to heal one person one day and to not heal them the next. So if God has ever healed you, and you know it was God's will to heal you, he will always heal you because he'll never change his mind. If it was God's will to heal all the people at any point in time, then it's always God's will to heal all the people at every point in time because he never changes. You and I change, right? We change, and thank God we do. Amen. Amen. Our family changes. Our kids change. Every, every person we know on this earth, they change. You might know somebody that's been super stable for a lot of years, but how did they get there? They changed. You know, when, when we're born into this world, we make decisions, and we make, we make bad decisions, we make good decisions, and we have good days, and we have bad days, and we have an opinion about this, and then we change our opinion and have a different opinion about that. Amen? Amen? But Jesus never changes. Amen. That's important. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes people think, wow, if I was only alive back in the Bible days, then Jesus would have healed me. Mm -hmm. But you have to understand, if Jesus would have healed you then, he will absolutely heal you now. Amen? Amen. Mm -hmm. So we're going to establish that. 
We're just building these things into our, our um, understanding. Malachi chapter 3 and verse 6 says, For I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore you sons of Jacob are not consumed. But he says, for I am the Lord, I change not. That means he doesn't change, right? Don't we want to establish the word in the mouth of two or three witnesses, right? That's why we use Malachi and we use John. Because Malachi and John didn't know each other, right? Malachi's in the Old Testament, John's in the New Testament. Malachi was alive and dead before John was ever born. Okay, so here they're both establishing that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, that he never changes. So what we've learned so far are two important facts. The first one is that Jesus Christ is the ex exact image of the Father. Okay? He's the, Jesus Christ is the exact image of the Father. And the second thing that we've learned today is that Jesus Christ never changes. So if he was the exact representation of the Father at any point in time, he will always be the exact representation of the Father. Amen. Amen. That's good, right? We have to break it down and reason it out like this because we've got to undo some religious thoughts that have made you think that the Father is not for you, that it's not God, maybe not God's will to heal you. If I told you today that God told me for 100% that every person in this room is going to be healed except for one, you would disqualify yourself. And that's why we're establishing that it's 100% God's will to heal 100% of the people 100% of the time. Amen. Amen. And I know that that's a big statement. But I don't have to back it up. The word of God does. Amen? Amen? This is not my opinion. It's not necessarily my experience. But it is the word of God. And I will not compromise the word of God. I'm going to give you the word week after week after week after week. And we're going to start establishing these truths in you. Not just by me telling you. If I could just give you a list and tell you here's the list of the truths. Run with it. That would be different, but you have to hear it preached. There's an anointing on it for you to receive more and to know more than you've ever known before. Amen. 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 I didn't set it up that way, but God did. Okay, so let's look at John chapter 5 because we're still establishing some things. We're going to go through a lot of scriptures in healing school. Amen? Amen. Because when you hear the word, you're going to receive healing when you see the word you receive healing Amen. in fact the scripture we'll get to this in another teaching but the scriptures say that his words are spirit and life that they are health to all those that find them and life to, or life to those that find them and health to all their flesh health to your flesh that's in proverbs the word of god is literally health to your actual flesh like your skin and your bones and your blood and your body that's exciting isn't that exciting so just read the word, amen. Okay, so John chapter 5 and verse 19. We're going to look at verse 19. Then Jesus, or then answered Jesus and said unto them, Verily, verily, or truly, truly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of himself, but what he seeth the Father do, 
For what things soever he doeth, these also doeth the Son likewise. So the Father does something, and Jesus sees it, and then Jesus does it. He only does what the Father does. So if Jesus ever did anything in his entire walk on earth, if anyone has ever seen Jesus do absolutely anything, it's because Jesus saw the Father do it, and so he also did it. And Jesus never changes, so if he did it once, he'll do it again. Does that make sense? If Jesus did it, and we're going to see some things that Jesus did, we're going to look at a whole lot of stuff that Jesus has done. But we have to establish these truths in you. If Jesus ever did anything, he did it because he saw the Father do it. Now God, something that you may not understand about God, God always lives from the heart. His heart. We don't. We don't always look from our heart. Have you ever had something that you knew you were supposed to do, but you didn't do it? You wanted to do it, but you suppressed it? Do you know what I mean? Has anyone had that experience? You're like, you're not actually being the person who you really are inside. Not, it doesn't happen to everyone, but it happens to probably 98% of the population. You just don't do what you know to do because of people or circumstances or things or you know you could be happy if or you know but you want to be happy your heart wants to be happy but you're afraid to live from your heart that's not god god's not afraid to live from his heart Amen. okay we got to stop putting god in our own box we're trying to understand him with our minds based on our environment which is okay we're going to get to understand god a lot that way but then we have to take the limits off of him and understand that God's will, like in heaven, we we're talking on Sunday mornings about the kingdom of heaven, and a king, a kingdom is where the king reigns, where his will is always happening all the time. There's no sickness or disease in heaven. Amen. Amen. So his will is healing. Amen. If God's will was for people to be sick, there'd be sickness in heaven. There's a lot of people in heaven right now. If God's will was for there to be sickness, there would be sickness in heaven. If God's will was for there to be death, there would be death in heaven. But there's no sickness in heaven, and there's no death in heaven. Amen. So we know those things aren't God's will. Amen. And anything that Jesus does, he does it because he's seen God do it. So God is doing what he wants to do. God does what God wants. Nobody tells God what to do. Amen. Can we agree on that? Amen. Nobody tells him what to do. God does what God wants to do and in the way he wants to do it. He's God. Amen. That's the definition of God, right? Yeah. He'll do what he wants to do in the way he wants to do it. And Jesus Christ said, I only do what I see my Father do. So anything and everything that Jesus ever did is the exact representation of God. It is 100% in line with the will of the Father. And that will will never change. Amen. Not ever. Thank God. Right? That's good news. Amen. Whether it's Old Testament or New Testament, God's will will never change. Amen. He never has changed. He never will change. Amen. Just because you're on the scene doesn't mean God changed his mind. Just because you made a bad choice, just because you messed up, just because you weren't faithful, just because you harbor unforgiveness or whatever it is, 
does not change the will of God for you. Amen. That's important. Yeah. He's the ex Jesus is the exact representation, and he never changes, so therefore God never changes. That's good news. Mm -hmm. That means no matter how much you have messed up, God still has a perfect will for you, and he still wants it to happen. Amen. Now, as people, you know, we may have a will for somebody, and they mess up, and we're like... Forget it. I'm not going to bless them. I'm not going to give them the gift I bought them. I'm not going to talk to them. I'm not going to invite them to something. Because we're people. Right? But God's thoughts are higher than our thoughts. His ways are higher than our ways. He's better than us. Amen. Amen. He's, he's smarter than us. Amen. Amen. And Jesus Christ is the exact representation of our Father. And he only does what the Father does. So let's look in Matthew chapter 9 in verse 35. And we will see what Jesus did. Because I think it's important. If anything Jesus did is the exact representation of the will of the Father, well, let's find out what Jesus did. Amen. Amen. Matthew 9 verse 35. It says in Matthew 9, 35, And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, and preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. Jesus Christ, the express image of God, the exact representation of the Father in heaven, went about all the cities and villages. Which ones did he miss? None. None. He went about all of them, teaching in their synagogues. You got to hear the word. And preaching the gospel of the kingdom. You got to hear the word, right? Mm -hmm. And healing. Some sickness. No. no. It says all. He healed all sicknesses. Well, what about the diseases? And every disease except for the one that you are unlucky enough to have. No. No. He healed all sickness and every disease. Jesus Christ, the exact representation of the Father, who doesn't change, went about all the cities, all the villages, you could say every healing school class. You could say every church. You could say all the hospitals. All. All means all. Amen. Healing every sickness. You could say COVID. You could say the flu. You could say any kind of sickness you can think of. And every disease. You could say cancer. You could say lupus. You could say leukemia. You can say whatever disease there was was healed. Among the people. Every sickness. Every disease. Healing them all. And Jesus did it. And if Jesus did it once. Because he doesn't change. Then we know he'll do it again. If Jesus healed all then. He'll heal all now. Amen. He doesn't change. 
Let's look over at Acts chapter 10. Sometimes I look at my notes and I question myself, but that's okay. Acts chapter 10, verse 38. Because we'll go here and then we'll go back, I guess. Acts 10, 38. This verse says, How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Amen. So again, Jesus went about healing all that were oppressed of the devil. This, and many scriptures we'll look at over the course of the, the next few months, shows us that sickness and disease are an oppression of the devil. And we know that John 10.10 10 says that the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And that Jesus has come to bring life and life more abundantly. And what we'll see, and, and I'm going to give this to you now, but what we'll see as you come back and we'll learn and we'll search the scriptures on it, there's not one person that came to Jesus for healing that didn't get healed. Amen. And there's not one person that came to Jesus where Jesus said, wait a minute, I'm trying to teach you a lesson. I need you to be sick for a little while longer until you really learn humility. <laughs> Jesus never said that. We'll see that. We'll look in the Word and we'll find out. Did Jesus ever say, I need you sick so that you'll be flat on your back so you'll finally look up? No. <laughs> and how many times have we heard people say that? Well, I know God brought this sickness on me so that I'd be laid out flat on my back so I finally had time to study the word. That is not true. Amen. God didn't put it on you. And we'll see that Jesus never made anyone sick. He doesn't even have it to give. Amen. The Father doesn't have sickness in heaven. He can't give you sickness. He doesn't have it. Amen. So it comes from somewhere, but where does it come from? Not God. Amen. Not God. If it doesn't come from God, it's not for you, and it's not for me. If it comes from God, we'll receive it gladly, right? Right. Amen. If I thought God wanted to put sickness on me, and I could find that in the scriptures, he's my Lord and Master. Whatever God says, I will take. But God never said that. Amen. It's not in the scriptures. He has never put sickness or disease on anyone. And he never, ever will. Because he'll never, ever change. Isn't that good news? Matthew chapter 8. Jesus doesn't change. So let's find out what he does. In, he goes about healing all who are oppressed of the devil. Every sickness, every disease in all the cities, in all the villages, healing all. What about Karis Christian Church? Are we included in the all? What about Mesa, Arizona, or Apache Junction, or whatever city you're from? What about Chandler? What about Gilbert? What about Scottsdale? All. What about Oregon? All. All the cities, all the villages, healing every sickness, every disease. What about eyesight? All. What about cancer? All. What about COVID? All. 
What about the flu? All. Oh, what about the common cold? All. Oh, what about a headache? All. Oh. Amen. What about a boil? All. Oh. Kidneys. What about kidneys? All. Oh. Amen. What about heart problems? All. Oh. What about lungs? All. Oh. What about liver? All. Oh. What about shoulders? Joints? All. Oh. What about arthritis? All. Oh. Is arthritis included in all? Oh, yes. yes. Is osteoporosis included in all? Yes. yes. It is included in all. All means all. Isn't that good news? Yep. Yes. Jesus went about all the cities, all the villages. What about now instead of back then? He doesn't change. He never, ever changes. So what he did then, he'll absolutely do now. In fact, what he did then, he's still doing now. We don't always see it happening, and we'll go over that over time. We'll we'll talk about that. We'll ask. We'll have plenty of time for questions throughout the courses of healing school. So if you have questions, I want you to write them down. I want you to bring them in. I may not know the answer. If I don't know the answer, I can promise you this: I will say I don't know. Is that fair? Yeah. If I don't know the answer, I'll say I don't know. I will look. I will search. And if I get an answer, I'll give it to you. But if I don't get an answer, I will still tell you, I don't know. Is that okay? Like, I'm okay without knowing everything. I don't want to know everything. I already know too much about certain things. I don't want to know any more about those things. Amen. But I will search, and if you'll, do, if you'll search too, we'll find the answers to all your questions. But write them down and bring them to healing school and have questions and, and really get these things answered that have been bugging you and bugging you and disqualifying you and telling you that for some reason God's not going to heal because of X, Y, and Z. Bring those questions in here and let's go over them and let's see what the Word of God actually says regarding healing and regarding that situation, okay? I'm not saying I know all the answers. I'll tell you I don't know if I don't know. And we'll look and we'll search and we'll see, and hopefully you'll get the answer, and I believe you will. So let's look at Matthew chapter 8, verses 2 and 3. Oh, that's chapter 2. Sorry, Matthew chapter 8. <clears throat> it says, And behold, there came a leper and worshipped him, worshipped Jesus, saying, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. If you will, you can. Now, I love that the leper did not question God's ability. And I feel like Christianity today is kind of, we already get it. We know that God can. Is there anyone that doesn't think that God can heal? We know that he can heal. Is that correct? Okay. So we're kind of, in a way, we're kind. Of, some of us can be kind of like that leper where we know he can, and he's coming to Jesus, and he's directly asking Jesus, I know you can heal me. If you will, you can. You have the ability. If it's your will, you can make me clean. And Jesus answers, and Jesus put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will be thou clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. 
What an amazing five words. I will be thou clean. Jesus Christ, the express image of God the Father, the big Father, the mysterious Father in the sky, right? Jesus Christ, the exact representation of the Father. I only do what I see him do. I only say what I hear him say. Answers the question, if you will, with I will be thou clean. Jesus never changes. The Father never changes. If he would then, he will now. So we know that it's God's will to heal, and we know that it's his will to go to all the cities, all the villages, heal every manner of sickness, every manner of disease, and that God never changes. Is that true? That means if it was his will then, it's definitely his will now. Amen? Amen. We're seeing that. Okay, so if we go back to Matthew 9.35, I'm going to give you a couple of other scripture references. We don't necessarily have to go there, but these are situations where Jesus healed them all. It's Matthew 9.35, Matthew 12.15, and Matthew 15.30. And there's more in Mark and Luke, and we'll get to those scriptures throughout the time, but I just want to give you those for your notes in case you're going to study this out later. Okay, Matthew 9.35, like we looked at, Matthew 12.15, chapter 12, verse 15, and Matthew 15.30. So, in a multitude, or in a multitude of people, there were multitudes of people that came, and Jesus healed them all. Where were the unlucky ones? (laughs) There weren't any. He went to all... The, the people that showed up got here. Yeah. Amen. Mm-hmm. So in the multitude of people, where were the ones who had perfect behavior? None. None. How many of the people back in Jesus' day were saved? None. None. Zero. In multitudes of people, city after city, village after village, Multitude after multitude, every sickness, every disease, always healed, zero people were saved. This is all Jesus healing filthy, rotten, stinking sinners. Heathen, if you will. That's great news. How many people had unforgiveness? Look, we, I, I don't know if we could get a hundred Christians together without somebody having unforgiveness. How many people had hidden sin? I don't know if we could get a hundred Christians together without people having hidden sin. How many unbelievers had hidden sin? If not all, many. Many. And Jesus did what? He healed them all. So, would, would unforgiveness stop Jesus from healing? No. no. If it didn't stop him from healing then, how can it stop him from healing now? Right. He doesn't change. Amen. What about hidden sin? If it didn't stop him from healing then, it couldn't stop him from healing now. 
because Jesus doesn't change. Amen. Besides, I have a newsflash for you. There's no such thing as hidden sin. Not from God. Not from God. Because God sees all. Amen. And he knows all. And you can hide it from people. You can hide it from, you can even hide it from yourself. You can do that. But you can't hide it from God. Amen. So all these people, in multitudes of people, unsaved, heathen people, getting healed of every sickness, every disease, in all the cities, in all the villages, with all their unforgiveness, all their unrighteousness, all their speaking the wrong things at the wrong times, going to harlots and, and doing things that they're, they know better. All their unforgiveness, all their bitterness, all their hate towards their in-laws and their neighbors. And you know they fought with their neighbors back then, right? Yeah. I mean, they're still doing it today. People are people. Amen. Right. And Jesus healed them all. Amen. All the stress. How many of those people in a multitude were under stress? At least some. Amen. At least some. How many people weren't doing what they knew they were supposed to be doing? How many people didn't read their Bible that day? I mean, think about it. And Jesus healed all. Amen. So we have to look at God's will concerning this. So if Jesus willed to heal them all then, with all their conditions, all their unforgiveness, their sin, their rottenness, whatever they had going on, he healed them all. Every sickness, every manner of disease, what is he going to do today? What is his will? It's the same exact will. His will never changes. Jesus is the exact representation of the Father God. What is God's will concerning healing? To do it. All. All the cities, all the villages, all the towns, everywhere. Every sickness, every disease, all. He has the ability, and it's his will to do it. Isn't that exciting? I know that puts up a lot of questions. I can hear the questions coming, I know. And I'm excited about it. Because if you will be brave enough to write those questions out and bring them in, God will be bold enough to answer them. And boom, undone. Sickness undone, disease undone, Amen. bad thoughts undone, religious tradition undone, and you will you will experience the healing that your heart desires you to have. All Amen. he healed them all, Amen. and it's his will to do it. Amen. Amen. Let's look at James one seventeen. Let me see how much more I have for today. Okay, not too much, but some. I'm not going to promise I'm closing yet. <laughs> <laughs> Hebrews, James, James 1, 17. This says, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Every good and perfect gift, every healing, 
A healing is a good gift. Amen. Amen. A healing is a good gift. And every single one of them, no matter if the doctors helped or they didn't help, every healing comes from God. Every healing, whether the doctors helped or not, whether you got a surgery or you didn't, whether you took medicine or you didn't. And if you knew what was in that medicine, I'm telling you, it is by the grace of God, you're healed. Amen. It is. Yeah. There's all kinds of stuff. But every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. It is from God. And it comes down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, and neither is there any shadow of turning with God. Amen. Romans 2.11. We've got to understand this too because we've got to establish a third point here that's, or a fourth point that's really going to help you. Romans 2.11. There's no variableness with the Father. There's no shadow of turning with the Father. Jesus is the exact same yesterday, today, and forever. He's the exact representation of God. Romans 2.11 says, For there is no respect of persons with God. Amen. There's no respect of persons with God. What does that mean? That means God isn't going to do for one person what he's not going to do for another. Amen. He doesn't play favorites, even though I'm his favorite. Yeah, me too. <laughs> like you are also his favorite. He doesn't play favorites. If he'll do it for one, he'll do it for another. And this leper that came to Jesus in Matthew chapter 8 that we just read about, he said, if you can, you I, if you will, I know you can. And Jesus said, I will be thou clean. There's no respect of persons with God. God is not going to say, I'm going to heal this leper because whatever, but I'm not going to heal you because whatever. Amen. There's no respect of persons with God. There's no variableness. The rules are not changing. Amen. In politics today, the rules are changing all the time. The rules are changing multiple times a day. Even in, in everywhere you look, this world is crazy. Yes, it is. Rules are changing to fit people at their whim or whatever, God's rules never change. Amen. Isn't that refreshing? Yeah. His will doesn't change. There's no respect of persons with, with God. He's not going to change the rules and set the bar higher just because we have Jesus. Amen. That's important for you to know. Because some people will tell you, of course Jesus healed all the sinners, there wasn't a way to salvation then, but now there's a way to salvation. And because Jesus came and died on the cross, and now there's a way to salvation, now the bar is higher for healing. There is no variableness with God. There's no shadow of turning with God. God is not going to change the rules on you. Besides that, we're under a better covenant yes. and better promises. Amen. Doesn't the word say that? It does. Yes. Amen. So whatever they had in the Old Testament, we get it better. We get it better. Amen. Whatever promises are done in the Old Testament, we get more, we get it better. Amen. It says so. 
right? We're under a better, better covenant with better promises. So if Jesus went to every city and all the villages and healed every sickness and every disease among the people, and if he had multitudes of people come and he healed them all, we're under a better covenant with better promises. Not only do we get healing and miracles and signs and wonders, we can come to a point where we don't even ever get sick. Amen. Whoa. Where we don't even have to fight those battles. Isn't that exciting? We're going to get there in healing school over time. You're going to, it's going to be good. You're going to love it. Okay, so there's no respecter of persons with God. And then in Acts 10.34, Acts 10.34, Peter opened his mouth and said of a truth, I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. And that's Acts 10.34 for your note-taking. And then in Exodus 15.24, the last part of that verse says, For I am the Lord that healeth thee. So we see just a brief overview. I'm just rushing through this part right here. But yeah, Exodus 15.24 and then Acts 10.34. There's no respecter of persons with God. God said in the Old Testament, I'm the Lord that healeth thee. So who is he in the New Testament? <coughs> I'm the Lord that healeth me. Amen. Amen. Isn't that exciting? He's the God that heals me then. He's the God that heals me now. There's no respect of persons. If he'll heal you, he'll heal me. If he'll heal them, he'll heal me. If he'll heal the leper, he'll heal you, and he'll heal me. He's not picking people and saying, you know, I know I could heal, but I'm only going to heal the lucky ones. I'm only going to heal the ones that are perfect. I'm only going to heal the ones that that deserve it. Because of Christ, everyone deserves it. Amen. Isn't that exciting? That is. Without Jesus, no one deserves it. Amen. But because of Christ, everyone deserves it. Without Christ. No one deserves it. With Christ, everyone deserves it. Where are you in that spectrum of people? In the word all, in the word every, where are you? Are you included in that? Without Christ, you don't deserve it. With Christ, you do deserve it. Because of Christ, you deserve it, is what I mean to say. Because of him, you do deserve it. So stop telling yourself you don't. Stop telling other people you don't. Well, let's just let that sink in for just a minute. Without Christ, nobody deserves it. That includes you. Amen. That includes me. But because of Christ, because of what he already did, everyone deserves it. That includes you. That includes me. That includes you. That includes me. That includes everyone. We all, because of Christ, we all deserve to be healed of every sickness and every disease, no matter what city we're in, no matter what village we're in, no matter what church we're in, no matter where we're at. 
No matter what point in time we're at, he doesn't change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. No matter who we are, he's no respecter of persons. No matter where we're at, all the cities, all the villages, no matter who you are, no matter where you're at, because of the blood of Jesus, no matter what you've done, he healed all those sinners. He healed all those sinners. No matter what you've done, it is God's will for you to be healed. No matter who you are, no matter where you're at, no matter what you've done. We've seen this in the Word. Have we seen this in the Word today? No matter who you are, he healed the leper. He's no respecter of persons. He'll heal you. He'll heal you. No matter where you're at, he healed all, he went to all the cities, all the villages, and healed all that came. No matter what you've done, he healed multitudes of sinners. And boy, they knew how to sin. No matter how you got where you are, how many people in a multitude of sinners got sick because they did something wrong? How many people got an STD, a sexually transmitted disease, as a direct result of their sexual impurity? And how else do you get when it doesn't, someone doesn't sneeze and it doesn't land on you? <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Like there are sicknesses and diseases that are literally on people because of their stupidity and their yielding to sin. Like you can make yourself sick if you want to. True. And in a multitude of people, you know there are people that did that. We have the Holy Ghost and there are still Christians with the Holy Ghost that still sin. How much more does somebody without the Holy Ghost sin? We know these people, some of them made themselves sick through bad choices, through willful sinning. No matter how, some people were born that way. Some people got that way over time. So there was one man, and we'll look at him in another session, but you know, he was, he was born blind and the disciples said, Jesus, did he sin or did his parents sin that he was born blind? And Jesus said, neither. So sometimes sickness and disease isn't your fault. Amen. Isn't that cool? Yeah. You know what's even better? Is it doesn't matter. Amen. It doesn't matter if it was your fault or not. Amen. It doesn't matter if you did it to yourself or not. You are where you are. However you got where you are. In a multitude of sinners, people got there, some by their own fault, some by not their own fault. And Jesus healed them all. So no matter who you are, no matter where you are, no matter what you've done, and no matter how you got sick, Jesus, it is his will to heal you, and he is the exact representation of the Father God, so it is 100% the will of God to heal you here, now, in your condition, no matter how you got here according to the word of God. You can't make this stuff up, you guys. What about, what about the people we know that didn't get healed? We'll answer those questions. But I can tell you this, there are people that aren't saved, even though it's the will of God. 
But don't disqualify yourself from healing Amen. just because people aren't saved. You accepted Jesus, and with him, you accepted healing. In fact, and we'll go over this in another session, but I, want to, I feel pressed by the Holy Ghost to go here. The word salvation actually comes from the word sozo. And in the word sozo, part of the actual word, it's not just eternal life. It's also physical healing. It's also prosperity. And it's also um, freedom from oppression or demon possession. It's all wrapped up in the word salvation. So just as much as you have received salvation, for as we would say salvation, eternal life, I know I'm going to heaven, there's no doubt in my mind about that, right? Amen? Right. If there's doubt in your mind about that, we need to settle that today. But if there's no doubt in your mind about that, you may not know this, but you have already received healing. It's already physically in your physical body, ready to be made manifest as soon as you believe it. Amen. As soon as you know about it. As soon as you understand it. I'm turning the light on. Amen. Amen. Isn't God good? Yes. Isn't he faithful? Yes. No matter who you are, no matter where you're at, no matter how you got there, no matter what you've done, we've established today that it is 100% God's will to heal you. 100% of the time. Amen. In the Word. In the, I know it was a big statement. But it's right there. Thank you, Lord. I think, we'll, I think that's a good place to close today. Next week, I'm going to be going over some more of God's will to heal. And then answering the question. Um, it says... Three, but I might get to it next week. This is why are not why are all not healed? And I'm going to be answering that question for you. Um, I'll give you the short answer today because I don't want you to not hear it, and, and don't take this and run with it because it hasn't been unpacked yet. Okay, just because you have a suitcase packed full of clothes doesn't mean you can leave your hotel room naked. Amen. Okay, you've got to open the suitcase, you've got to unpack those clothes, and you've got to put them on. Amen? Amen. So I'm going to give you the suitcase, but you still have to unpack it, okay? Amen. The short answer of why are not all, why all are not healed is that there's free will involved, and life and death are in the power of your tongue. That is the short answer. We'll go over that, too, and we'll see either next week or the week after we'll go over that. You don't want to miss next week. You definitely don't want to miss the week after that. Um, God is good all the time, and he wants to heal you. Uh, before I close, is there anybody that when I said to you, just as you have received salvation, and you know for 100% sure that you're going to go to heaven, is there anyone that doubted that? Is there anyone that said, you know what, Pastor Cindy, I'm 50% sure I'm going to go to heaven. I'm 80% sure I'm going to go to heaven. I'm 2% sure. You know what? I'm negative. I know I'm not going to heaven. If that's you, I personally want to talk with you. I'm not going to call you out for it, everyone, but when I dismiss, 
Um, Denise here and Karen are going to be over here to pray with you. If you need prayer today for healing, let them pray with you. Let them believe God with you. Let them speak a word of healing into your life. Um, but if you need Jesus, if you need to make sure that you are saved, I want you to come and talk to me directly, and we'll have a little talk, and we'll find out where you're at, and then you'll leave here knowing without a shadow of a doubt that you are saved, that Jesus is your Lord and Savior, and that there's no question about it in your mind anymore, because it would be so tormenting to wonder. To know there's a heaven, to know there's a hell, and to wonder which one you're going to. Like, we cannot leave you wondering. You've got to know where you're going so you can prepare for eternity. Amen? You've got to know. And if you've received salvation, the power of God is within you to heal you, your physical body, right now. You can receive healing today. You will receive healing today. It's okay. You're, you've already started. I felt the anointing several times. And the Lord is telling me, you've already started receiving healing, and you didn't even know it. I want to tell you, I want to share this with you quick. There was um, one time, the Lord, well, more than once, actually, I was praying for, I'm going to tell you about a particular time, I was praying for a woman, and the Lord told me to ask her some silly questions, like off-the-wall, ridiculous, unrelated Questions. So I started asking her questions and just distracting her from what she was trying to say. And then I said, where's the pain? And she, she kind of, her whole back was healed. Because the Lord just distracted her long enough for her to receive her healing. Isn't that amazing? Like all, all that had to happen was she had to get out of the way. Isn't that exciting? And God knew it. And so sometimes we just have to get out of the way, right? Amen. So I'm telling you, if you get out of the way, and I can tell you of a surety, whatever is going on in your physical body, you have already started to receive healing today. Amen. You can write today down in your notebook, today, February 3rd, you have already received some, if not all. Maybe all, maybe some, but you can come up here and get prayer from Denise and Karen. They'll pray for you. We'll give you the word of God. It'll be a quick prayer today, and we will open it up for more ministry time in the coming weeks, week after week. Bring people you know are sick. Bring people you know that might know somebody that is sick. If you're sick, bring somebody and say, look, I need healing, and I need a friend. We're going to look at, remember in the Bible, there's this, this guy that was sick, and he had four friends, and they tore up. They couldn't get in because of the crowd, and so they tore up the roof. And they lowered them down in there. Sometimes you need a friend. Bring your friend and say, friend, you're it. You're the person that I need sitting next to me in healing school because you're one of my four friends. And find your four friends that if anything ever happened to you, they would literally rip up a roof to get you into a healing meeting. Because they know to be one of those friends for your other people. But find those friends that you need to be that, that person for you and bring them to healing school. and Because, you know, they're not perfect, but they need to be established in the word of God concerning healing as well. Amen? Amen. All right, let's stand and we'll close in prayer. And like I said, if you need healing, just come over here to Denise or to Karen. And they're going to be here week after week to pray with you and to believe God with you. And I'll be here too. And we'll, between the Holy Spirit and the people that he's given you to surround
around you. See, here's Denise and Karen and, and Pastor Cindy. That's your three of your four friends right there. So bring your friend. Bring the fourth one. And uh, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get that roof torn up and get you at the feet of Jesus and receive everything you need to receive. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray for all of these precious hearers that have heard your word to receive healing. Thank you, thank you, thank you for establishing through your word that is 100% your will to heal 100% of the people, 100% of the time, in all the cities, in all the villages, no matter what they've done, no matter if they're saved or not, no matter if they've caused their sickness themselves, and no matter where they are, when they are, or who they are, it is your will to heal, and it is that includes us. We are included in all, and we thank you, God, that it is your will to heal us, and we receive that healing in Jesus' name. God, I ask you to protect these people, Put the blood of Jesus all around them. Keep them healthy and strong that they can come back next week and receive more of your good word of healing. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Um, if you would like to give, could you get a basket? If you want to give, we're